Welcome to the Luminance Podcast, where we shine the light on the good you are doing in the marketplace. Join host Sharon C. Jenkins, the master communicator, as she talks with iconic industry experts about the importance of being a servant leader in today's transitional world. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody, everybody. Now, if you are in our group, Authors Writing for Profit, you are about to have a treat like none other. I have my friend and fellow author, my co-host with me today, and he's going to be talking about book launch marketing. And he's got tons of experience to share with you today. So I'm going to be quiet and I'm going to get Mike to share with you who he is, what he does, and then why he's qualified to talk to you about book launch marketing. Thank you, Sharon. Good to be here. Um, I'm excited to talk about book launch marketing because I just went through this process about four weeks ago with my latest book. Um, So it's all fresh on my mind. But uh, happy to talk about this topic. I have four books out, plus an ebook that I co-authored with with Sharon, and uh, it's called that's called uh, Maximize Your Book Sales with Data Analysis, and that's available for free, right? Totally free. Yes. On Amazon. So go out and get that right now. That's the first tip. Um, so I've written four other books, and the latest just came out four weeks ago, and so I've been through this process a number of times. This latest one was challenging because we're going through the pandemic, so uh, things didn't always go as smoothly as normal, but uh, I struggled through it and managed through it, and and here I am. So it it all worked out, and uh, the new book's doing fine. So um, when I talk about book marketing, I do like to point out the first thing I think of when I think about book marketing, and I talk about this in one of my books called Smart Marketing for Indie Authors. Uh, is my book selling formula and it's nothing magical and I think a lot of authors would agree these are the basic nuts and bolts which is book sales equals three things first is you have to have an appealing book that means it's well written it's well edited it's written for the target audience and it has an attractive professional looking cover the second thing is you have to have social proof. That means third party validation of your work, that it is as good as you advertise. And then the last thing is visibility. And so visibility you're gonna get from ads and uh, you know, any way to stand out, doing presentations, author interviews, uh, you know, book signings, whatever it takes to get your name out there and to try to stand out amongst the millions of books already on Amazon. So that's kind of the basic uh, nuts and bolts of book selling that I like to start with. You want me to jump right into the to the launch? Well, I, I want you to tell them a little bit about what you do outside of being an author, uh, okay. because I, I know that lends tons of credibility to who you are. Okay, sure. So uh, my day job, I'm a tax attorney. Um, please don't hold that against me. But um, so I work in a tax department of a big company, electric company, and that's my day job. And it's challenging and interesting work. And then one night a week, this is probably my one of my favorite jobs, is I get to go teach at Lone Star College. It's a, a local community college here in Houston. And I teach business law, and that's a lot of fun. I do that every fall and spring. And I've done that since 2001. So I've done that quite a while. 
Um, and so that's a lot of fun. And my first book is actually about college teaching. And I wrote a book basically about college teaching tips called Engaging College Students, a fun and edgy guide for professors. So, um, so that's what I do, you know, for money. And then uh, this author thing, I just started three and a half years ago in my first book about college teaching tips. And like I said, I have four books now, plus the one that I co-authored with, with you, Sharon. So uh, it's just been a, a fun ride and I hope it continues. I think it will. <laughs> so let's talk about book launch marketing. What is that, Mike? So to me, book launch marketing is just how do you get your name out there, your new book out there, um, create a buzz, if you will, on social media, and uh, you got to build up social proof really quick. So I just, again, I go back to my basic formula. You have to have an appealing book plus social proof plus visibility. So by the, at the time that you hit the publish button and your book hits uh, Amazon, hopefully you've already got an appealing book and it's already well written for your target audience and you have an attractive professional looking cover and it's well edited, et cetera. So hopefully that piece of the puzzle is done. Um, so the really the other two pieces of the puzzle is what I focus on for book launch marketing, and that is visibility, and then the other piece is so social proof. And social proof is really a challenge because when you first get your book on Amazon, you have zero, usually have zero customer reviews, and that's a big part of social proof because everyone looks to customer reviews on Amazon and figure out if this is really worth buying or not. So what I like to do is I try to buy editorial reviews. And a lot of traditional publishers uh, buy those. And some people have a misunderstanding. They think editorial reviews means that you're paying for a five-star review, and that's not accurate. You're actually paying for an honest review. So if they like your book, they'll say great things about your book. If they don't like your book, they'll say bad things about your book. And the only control you have over that review is whether it gets published or not. And so a lot of big companies, uh, Clarion, Kirkus, Blue Ink, there's a whole bunch of companies out there that'll charge four or five hundred dollars for an editorial review. They typically take two or three months. You can pay a little bit more to get them a little faster, six to eight weeks, let's say. Um, so they can be pricey. The one thing I will mention is if your strategy is to get into libraries, I think Kirkus reviews is, is probably the way to go because I've talked to a lot of local libraries and other people online, and they all say that a lot of libraries look at Kirkus reviews before they purchase books for their collection. So. Uh, I don't, my, my strategy is not necessarily to get to sell a lot of books in libraries, although some of my books are in libraries. Uh, with that and said, I don't want to spend the four or $500 on, on the uh, Kirkus reviews. So instead, I buy less expensive uh, places that have editorial reviews, such as selfpublishingreviews.com. They do it for about $100, and it takes a couple of weeks, two, three weeks. And there's another one called Publishers Daily Reviews. And I've used them for all of my books and they're really fast, maybe a week at the most, and it's about a hundred bucks. And uh, I've used both of those for my latest book and I got those up and running pretty quickly. So it's good to have at least a little bit of social proof uh, before you get those you know, customer views built up. Um, another thing you can do to get uh, social proof is you can actually, I'm sure you're familiar with BookBub, right, uh, Sharon? So for those who don't know BookBub, it, it offers, um, they, they blast out emails to people that subscribe to their service and it's free for anyone that wants to join their, their book bub list and whatever genre you're interested in, mystery, you know, whatever it is, uh, nonfiction, fiction, they got them both. They, you can uh, subscribe and they'll, they'll blast out emails with discounted 
eBooks. They could be anywhere from free to $2.99. And if you're an author, this is a wonderful opportunity because they have millions of people on their subscription list. And so you can pay a, a fee. It's not very cheap. It's, you know, could spend a thousand dollars or so, and they don't guarantee anything, but they typically get like hundreds, if not thousands of downloads, depending on the price of your ebook. And when that happens, uh, typically you'll get a lot of customer reviews as a result of all those sales. So that's a wonderful thing. The downside is they only take like 20% of all the authors that uh, apply. So it's really tough to get in there, especially with a brand new book that doesn't have any reviews or many reviews yet. So there's another service though, selfpublishingreviews.com, which I already mentioned because they do editorial reviews. They offer a similar deal where they have, basically you're, you're paying for access to their customer list. And there's no guarantee, but they'll estimate the number of reviews you'll probably get. Um, they have a similar deal and it's a lot cheaper. It's maybe 350 bucks for their basic package, like seven to 10 reviews is what they estimate. So I like to do that to start things off just to kind of get a few, you know, seven to 10 reviews done. Uh, that's a good way to get uh, customer reviews for social proof. And then the other big thing I do is giveaways. I do a lot of giveaways when the book first comes out. And some authors think, oh, no, why would I want to give away this product? I've worked, you know, months or years. And I've spent thousands of dollars, perhaps. I don't want to give away the book. That seems counterintuitive. But I think it's very important because if you give away your book, you, you're trying to build up readership. That's the main thing. And the number one problem I see, and I'll, and I'll ask you, Sharon, if, if you see this a lot, but it's just not being known. You're, you know, you're not getting, you're not standing out in the millions of books that are already on Amazon. You got to build up a readership. That's a real struggle for folks. So if you just give away the book, you tend to get uh, more readers that way and, and hopefully more Amazon reviews. Do you, do you think that's true, uh, Sharon? Yes, I, I do. I think that um, actually, I personally think that you need to start your marketing campaign when, you, when you're writing your book. I think that you need to start building your audience then. And I think uh, a lot of uh, being an Amazon bestseller has gotten a bad rap because, you know, some people, I mean, they do nothing and it happens for them. But it, what people don't realize is if they write a, a good book, a book that is, uh, can compete with the other books in their genre, then it's a good step up because it gives you, you know, visibility like you were talking earlier. But I really, I, I think it's very important that you budget marketing, that you have a plan before you even upload your book to Amazon. You have a plan on where that money's gonna go, how much you're gonna spend, and, you know, and analyze your results. That's what you do, Mike. That's why I was like, we need to write an ebook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a great point. I definitely have a list of things I'm already planning to do to market my book before I hit the publish button. Absolutely. And, I, and I'm careful about my marketing dollars because I don't want to put too much money in one, one uh, tool. And so I do, uh, that's one reason why I picked the less expensive editorial reviews because I want to be able to do book giveaways. So I'm going to have to spend money to buy author copies and ship those out to people or give them away at events. So you're absolutely right. I like to have a game plan, a marketing plan before day one, before I actually uh, hit the publish button. That's a great point. Um, did I answer your question? Yes, yes, I think you did. <laughs> So I think it's important to give books away um, to build up readership and also to uh, to get exposure and, and visibility and build up Amazon reviews. And 
like you said, there's other ways to get visibility and social proof, uh, such as being the uh, the bestseller status. And there's strategies on that. I haven't uh, focused on that, but I think in a, in a perfect world, it's, it'd be easier to get bestseller status if you have a, a nice uh, email list. And uh, if you have a good following, you can uh, build up a following and then send out advanced reader copies. And then on day one, you can let them know, hey, my book's coming out. Uh, please go buy it at 99 cents or whatever on day one and leave a review right away. And if you can get a bunch of sales right away on day one, you know, it's, it's fairly easy to get bestseller status, especially if you pick the right category, the right niche category. Um, so that's a, that's a popular strategy. Uh, and it, it, it tends to work. Um, I haven't personally sh shot for that. I like to do the, um, cause I don't have a big email list right now either. So I'm building it up slowly, but I haven't gotten it really big. The other thing that a lot of authors do, and this is what I do is shoot for uh, book awards. So, uh, that's another popular way to stand out get social proof. And so I budget ahead of time and I know which awards I'm going to apply for. As soon as the book is out, I apply for them. Um, and so typically with book awards, what I look for is some book awards have like only seven categories, let's say, and my, my books are nonfiction and they might only have one category for nonfiction. That's really tough to win because that means my little book about college teaching tips is competing against somebody's harrowing story of the grandparents escaping from Nazi Germany. You know, there's no chance in heck I'm going to win that award. So um, I like to find awards that have lots of categories and a special niche category, such as higher education. And I did find a number of those and my first book won like three awards. Um, and so all you really do, need to do is win one because once you win one award, then what can you call your book, Sharon? An award-winning book. And even with the best-selling status on Amazon, you can call your book bestseller That's because right. you did reach that plateau. Exactly. So, yes. Even if you, you're bestseller for one hour, for one day, yes. you're bestseller. Yes, right? a minute. Exactly. Exactly. That's all it takes. So, uh, so that's the goal of either one of those strategies, just to reach that pinnacle, so you can advertise as bestseller or award-winning. Uh, and that's what I do with all my books. And uh, and so, and try not to get I try not to get carried away with the the uh, book awards. The first book I was nervous, and I applied to ten book awards, and I won three. And I spent way too much. I spent like eight hundred dollars total. So I don't make that mistake anymore. I just apply to three or four max. And again, I'm only trying to trying to win one is all I need. And it doesn't even matter if it's, you know, not heard of. It doesn't have to be a Pulitzer Prize. It could just be, you know, whatever, Timbuktu, ABC award. And then you can put that on your website and advertise as award winning. It gets people's attention because now they're thinking, okay, a third party, you know, contest reviewed this book amongst however many applied and they thought it was worthwhile. So maybe I should check it out. Um, so that's the goal there. There's other ways to get social proof um, and, and also visibility. And I try to work on all these things. Uh, one thing you can do is if, you know, you can open your, um, what do you call it? The Amazon um, uh, Author Central page, right? Which is totally free. And if you don't have any books out there on Amazon, you need to go to that and, and upload that and get that going for your first book. And if you already have books, then you need to update it and add your newest book. So that's a great way to, to get visibility uh, and there's a little link, you know, if somebody finds your book and if you have an author central page, they can click on it and go to that page and they'll find out more about you. You can put all your books there. You can, if you have a blog, I blog occasionally on Goodreads and I attach that and connect it to my author central page and they can read those blogs there. 
You can put pictures of you and your books or whatever you can describe yourself. So that's a really helpful page and it's totally free. I really like that tool. Um, another thing, of course, you can do is to, you can have an author website, which I highly recommend. And that's a great way to get visibility and get your name out there. Uh, so and you can blog on your own uh, website. Obviously, you can build up email lists, which is a highly, uh, I highly encourage you to do that. You can uh, try to send out newsletters to people on your email list. So those are all great strategies to get your name out there. Another thing you can do is just be active on social media. And what I like to recommend there is to try to join social media where your target audience is, okay? So if your target audience is young people, young adults or whatever, you may not wanna be on Facebook, for example. I love Facebook and both of my kids tell me, oh, I'm not on that, that's for old people. Well, I guess I'm old because I love Facebook. So, uh, but that's fine. Uh, but if my book was intended for young adults or teenage, I probably wouldn't spend a lot of time marketing on Facebook. I would go to Twitter or something else. Um, so you got to think about where your target audience hangs out online. And that's probably where you want to join and then try to be active once or twice a week at least. Uh, and don't, don't be screaming, buy my book, right? That's the worst thing you can do because that's spam. People don't like it in their inbox. They don't want to see it on social media, et cetera. So just be careful what you do post, try to post anything that your, your, your target audience would enjoy reading. If you write nonfiction, you can give away free tips from your books or post other articles you find on the similar topics. If you write fiction, you can you know, quote a little passage from your book or talk about author, uh, your, your, uh, your characters that you developed or your next book or whatever it is that you think your readership might enjoy. So do you think social media is a big part of, of uh, strategies for most authors, Sharon? I think, yes, it was before the pandemic and even more so during the pandemic, you really need to get a firm grasp of who your reader is. And it's not everybody, Mike. Right. You may have a book that talks about shopping and almost everybody shops, but that doesn't mean everybody's going to be interested in your book. There are so many other things that determine whether or not somebody is interested in your book. So you have to flip the script and you have to think like your reader. So what kind of person is going to want to read your book? And if you don't know that, you need to research that. Absolutely. That's a great point. Absolutely. Uh, another thing you can do for visibility is to uh, be active, give out, uh, do speeches, public speeches. I do about 20 a year, although this year may be a little less because of the pandemic, so we haven't met in person. Uh, but with that said, actually, uh, I did a speech last Friday for a li local library, and it was online. So I was able to do that. So there may probably be a lot more of that going forward um, until things go back to normal. Um, but, but speeches are great. Um, and, and people ask me all the time, how do I find places or groups to speak to? I give a lot of speeches to uh, Lone Star College and anyone can volunteer. They have something called the Academy uh, for Lifelong Learning. And basically you're, you're speaking to groups that are 50 and over. So there's a lot of retirees and uh, they're looking to learn different things. And so I give speeches on how to sell published books or how to sell books and, and things related to authorship. And so that's one way. Also, I speak to a lot of author groups all over Houston. And to find those, I got up on meetup.com, which sounds like a dating site, but it's not. And they have all kinds of uh, groups that are bird watching, chess club, book club, you name it. And so let's say you write fiction and you want to be able to go speak to a local book club. 
You can go to meetup.com, find groups, and then contact their leader and then ask them, say, hey, I'm a local author. I would love to speak to your group. Would, would you be interested in having me there? And, and you can offer to come for free. And then a lot of times that if they agree, they'll buy your books and then they'll want to talk about it and ask you all kinds of cool questions. You can take pictures of that event, put that on social media. So there's all kinds of wonderful things that come out of the speech, speaking events, even if you're not paid for it. You know, sell books in the back of the room, use it for social media purposes and, and gain new readership. That's the biggest thing, really. Um, one of the things, Mike, I would like to recommend if you're going to do speaking, have a general idea of who's going to be in the room. Mm -hmm. If you speak for a professional organization or association, what you may want to do is call the event planner or the meeting planner and ask them for a list of the, of the people who you think, who they think will be attending. Mm -hmm. And then that list will tell you who's in your audience. And so you can, number one, better tailor your speech right. to point. your group. And then on top of that, you know what kind of pitch to give people for the back of the room stuff you're going to be selling. Right. That's an excellent point. I, I really like that. Uh, and I kind of do that informally at the beginning of my speeches when I do like self-publishing. I always go around the room and I ask everybody, what? give me 30 seconds, tell me a little bit about your books. And if I find out everyone's writing fiction or everyone's writing their memoirs or whatever it is, uh, I can gear my, uh, tweak my, uh, my message, my speech, if you will, to help those folks the most. And uh, I think people appreciate that. That's an excellent point. You want to speak to your art, your audience, just like in you in you write a book. You want to speak to the target audience. And when you give a speech, you want to be able to speak directly to that that audience. So that's an excellent point. Um, let's see. There's other things you can do. You can make appearances. You can do book signings. I haven't done a lot of book signings. I do give a lot of speeches. Some people like that. Uh, you know. Um, if you do a book signing, I recommend that you advertise it in your local community newspaper, you know, a couple of weeks ahead of time. You take pictures during the event, blast that out on social media. Uh, and you can even line up like a speaker, a guest speaker to come and read from your book. We can do a, a reading. Uh, so not just sitting at the table with a stack of books, you can actually make it an event. Um, so there's things you can do like that to make it interesting. And uh, I haven't done a lot of those. Those are really, uh, I, I prefer speeches. That's just more my style, but um, you can also go, it doesn't have to be a book signing. You can go to book fairs, you can go to other fairs. Let's say you wrote a uh, seafood uh, cookbook. You can go to a crab festival. You know, it doesn't have to be a book fair per se. Uh, anywhere where your target audience, you know, uh, that's, that's where you want to be with your books. So um, I encourage people to look at look beyond just book fairs and book signings because there's lots of opportunities to get your name out there in front of your target audience. Let's see, what else can I talk about? Um, so when I talked a lot about giving books away, but let me give you specifics. Um, there's a lot of different ways I like to give books away. Uh, for this latest book, which is, uh, it's called, what is it? Texas Off-Road Racing. This one just came out like four weeks ago. And it's about me and my son, we, we race off-road together in these little uh, off-road vehicles. And we did that last year. And so I was trying to think, where can I give away books to make the most impact? And so it dawned on me, I should give them away at these races that we attend. And so that's what I did. I got uh, about 35 books or so. And we went to our last race a few weeks ago and I brought all these books and handed them out and people loved them. And, you know, some of the, the racers, their little kids, you know, 10 year olds ran up to me and wanted me to sign their book. and 
it was really a lot of fun. It was I really enjoyed that. It makes you feel like a celebrity or something. Um, so I give you away are Mike. You are a celebrity. <laughs> yeah, I don't go that far, but uh, but so I've been sending out books to other racing organizations in Texas, and also there's some national organizations, and I'd send them ten or twenty five books or whatever, uh, and they they seem to appreciate that. And I ask them to give them away at their next book. I do other things like if you are signed up to have your ebook sold through KDP, which is Kindle Direct Publishing, then uh, you have opportunities to enroll in Kindle Select. And uh, if you do that, you can give away your book up to five days. So I did that right before Father's Day because my book has a, a father-son theme. We're racing together. And so the five days leading up to and including Father's Day, I had a free ebook giveaway of my brand new book. And so I blast out, you know, I bought ads and I was active on social media to let everyone know about the free download and uh, got a lot of uh, free downloads from that. And hopefully I'll get some reviews as well. Uh, I've already gotten about six or seven uh, reviews, all five star, thankfully. And uh, so, and a lot of those are from the giveaways that I've been doing. And so that's been nice. Uh, other things I like to do to give away books is I'll, when I get a load of uh, author copies and they come in the mail, I like to stack them up or arrange them in a kind of haphazard way on a table or the floor. And I take a picture and then I post it on social media and I say, guess how many books are in this picture? And the first person to guess wins a free signed copy for me. I'll mail it to you for free. It costs you nothing. And that's a lot of fun. I do that two or three times. And I've already given away two or three books of my brand new book. And uh, that's a lot of fun because people love to guess. And I'll tell them one guess per day. Otherwise, you'll get one person just keep guessing, you know, over and over. Uh, and you can limit it to like, uh, you know, United States only. So you're not mailing your book to Antarctica or something, you know, ridiculous. But, um, but that's a lot of fun. I encourage people to think outside the box when they do these giveaways because um, that can generate, you know, a lot of interest on social media if, you, if you're creative like that. Uh, let's see. What else can we talk about? Uh, we've talked about visibility quite a bit. We've talked about social proof and customer reviews, editorial reviews. Um, talked about book awards. We talked about achieving bestseller status. Oh, blurbs. So blurbs are great. I haven't done many of those. Uh, I know a lot of authors uh, do, and I think they're wonderful tools. If you know somebody that's um, a popular author in your genre or an expert in the field, if you write nonfiction, I think it's a wonderful tool to go out and reach out to those people. You can follow them on, on social media and reach out to them and say, hey, I'm, I've got a new book coming out soon. Would you mind offering a blurb? And I've given blurbs to other authors. I've done that. And, and to make it easy on the person to get the blurb, I recommend that you send them maybe, you know, a half dozen or three or four quotes and then just say, hey, would you like to choose one of these? And then send the, uh, the person uh, maybe a, a sample chapter, the table of contents or the whole book, whatever you want to do and make it easier. The easier you make it on them, the more likely you are to get a blurb. That's what I think. Um, what do you think about blurbs, Sharon? Well, I think um, what you're calling a blurb, I call it endorsement. Mm -hmm. yes. And I think for first time authors <laughs> that it is critical mm -hmm. that they have somebody co-sign their expertise. Right. Who is an influencer in their genre mm -hmm. or in their industry. Right. So it, it, it opens doors for you. Can you imagine having a book that was endorsed by Michelle Obama? <laughs> All right. Big reach. It has a big reach. Absolutely. Yes. That's a great James point. Patterson. Oh, yeah. Stephen King, <laughs> any of those big authors. 
JK Rowling. Yeah, that would be yes, huge. yes. That would be huge. And yes. as a new author, I was intimidated and didn't, I still don't know many authors. I know a few uh, popular ones, well-known ones. Uh, but if you, you're right, if you can get at least one or two of those big names, that will that'll go a long way towards helping uh, push your book, promote it and, and provide social proof. What I did for fun on this last book is I made up testimonials or, or blurbs. If, and it's obvious that they're jokes. And I put them on the back of my book and I have a whole page of testimonials. And these are just for fun. OK, and, and you'll see what I mean. So, for example, the first one says Texas Off-Road Racing is the best book I've ever read. And who signed that? That's from Mike's mom. So there you know. Um, another one that I love is, oh my God, you took our son off-road racing. I thought you guys went fishing. And that's signed by Mike's shocked wife. So I did a bunch of those and put that on the back of the book. And believe it or not, I get the most comments from that uh, of anything else about the book. They love those testimonials that I made up, so. <laughs> you know, one of my authors wrote a book, a tween book about a, cat a superhero cat named duty newman and so on her endorsement page she has a lot of cattails oh. a lot of uh, endorsements from different feline magazines <laughs> <laughs> it is hilarious That's so awesome. uh, you know what mike you can really have fun with your book mm -hmm. you know that's what makes your book exceptional and when I say exceptional, I mean every book should have its own personality. Right. Absolutely. I agree. Another thing I just thought of this, another thing you can do, and I do this with my books, is when you come out with your, at the end of the book in the back matter, I put a Let's Get Connected page, and I ask the reader to do one of two things. Actually, I ask my readers to do both. Sign up for my email list on my author website and leave a review. Those are two critical things that every author can use. That helps them. So I put that right there, right after the end, the very next page says, let's get connected. And I talk about those two little things I ask my readers to do. So that's a free thing you can do to help build a readership and your email list and, uh, and social proof, because if they leave a, a customer review, that's very helpful. And I even put the link in there. So if it's on the ebook, they're reading the ebook, they can just click on it, it takes them right to my Amazon page where they can leave the review. If they're uh, reading my print book, my paperback, I still have the link there, but they'd have to type it in. So at least it makes it a little bit easier for them uh, to leave a short review. Uh, so that's a good tip and it's free. Free is good, right? <laughs> free is always good, but every author who, uh, who releases a new book, especially if it's a self-published book, you should consider seriously putting aside a budget I would say between $500 and $1,500 to market your book, to get your reviews, to buy your advanced copies, to pay for postage, you know, all right. those wonderful kind of things to join sites like BookBub and all that, and to get that advertisement. And also to do a book, um, let me see, a book, what is that thing called? Book tour online, oh, a right. digital book tour online. Right. Um, there's a young lady that's promoting book tours now, uh, and she has a discount on her book tours, and they have already established those relationships with those bloggers. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you're going to be introduced to their audience. Right. So there's tons of ways that you can get ahead of the game. 
Yep. And another thing I want to talk about, this, this is a big part of my sales, is Amazon ads. Yes. That, that provides visibility. I've been using Amazon ads pretty much since day one. So for three and a half years, I've been using uh, ads, Amazon ads for my books. And what I found is when I, I usually buy an Amazon ad when a book comes out brand new, just to kind of help get the word out. But it usually doesn't have much impact the first couple of weeks because I don't have many uh, Amazon customer reviews. And so when people see an Amazon ad, what do they see at the very top or the very bottom of their screen when they type in whatever they're trying to find on Amazon, it'll show sponsored ad. It'll have a picture of the front of the book and one or two sentences. And you'll see under the book, the number of stars it has. And if you don't have any, any reviews yet, it's not gonna have that. So um, I think it's helpful to have, you know, a lot of reviews before you get serious about buying the ads, but it doesn't hurt to do it the first week or two just to get your name out there. I do that. It's relatively inexpensive. I think I spent 20 bucks the first week on Amazon ads. Uh, and I think I spent like 20, just to give you a comparison, I spent about $25 the first week on Facebook ads. Um, and I haven't had a lot of sales from all my Facebook ads. I do them from time to time at book launches or if I do a big sale. Um, and other authors I've heard have had success with book sales, but usually on Facebook, I just see a lot of likes on my page, which is good, but I don't see a lot of uh, sales. But with Amazon ads, I do see a lot of sales. I would say roughly 30% of all my book sales over the last three and a half years come directly from my Amazon ads. And how do I, how do I know that? I know that because they give you statistics every day they update. Actually, I think it's like every hour they update all your clicks. So, cause remember this is a click, a pay per click. So every time your ad is shown, you're not charged. You're only charged when an Amazon customer clicks on your ad. And it might be 25 cents or 50 cents or whatever you bid because you have to put in all your keywords that you want to bid on and you put in your bid, your bid amount, your price. And they, they charge you every time someone clicks on your, your ad and they keep track of those. And they tell you which keywords had how many clicks and then of those clicks, how many sales you got. So, you know, which keywords are working and which ones are not. And you can go back and tweak your ad. You can uh, double down and, and, and give higher bid prices on the, keywords that are having successful sales and the ones that are getting a lot of clicks but no sales maybe you either reduce the price or turn off that particular keyword so over time my ads tend to get more effective um, and then at some point three months six months somewhere down the road my ads get stale and then i just stop that ad and i start a fresh one and, and so and then i'll start the process over but like i said uh many years it's usually around a third you know somewhere around 30 percent 35 percent of my total sales uh, it's very consistent too. It's, it's usually that much. And my goal with my Amazon ads is not to make money on the ads themselves. I just want to break even. And so let's say like the very first full year, I think I sold 750 books, something like that. And it was like 250 of those were from my Amazon ads and I broke even and that was fine for me. Why, why do I say that? The cost of the ads equal to the royalties I made on those 250 books. So I really didn't make any money, but I'm ahead because now I have 250 more readers. That's 250 more people to leave Amazon reviews potentially to tell other people about my book by word of mouth. So there's a lot of benefits by getting your book into other people's hands, even though it cost me nothing and it made me nothing on those direct sales, they might like my work and buy my other books. So I think there's a lot of value there. So I just shoot for break even if I make money on it, then that's just gravy and, and I just, you know, eat that up. That's even better. But um, so that's my spill on Amazon ads. I love them. I use them on all my books. But when I first get them out there, like I said, I usually don't 
get a lot of sales from them until I build up, say, 10 Amazon reviews, hopefully, you know, four and five stars mostly. And then from there on, I'll start using those ads and I usually get pretty good results. Well, you got to start somewhere, right, Mike? Mm -hmm. And if you aren't, uh, how can I say it? Very few people start out the gate as best-selling authors or award-winning authors. Right. You've got to put together a strategic marketing plan mm -hmm. so that you can, uh, you know, gain the market share that you that you want in order to make this whole thing profitable for you. If that's what you want, some people just want to write a book, and that's okay. And some people want to promote a cause or a message or religion, mm -hmm. and that's okay. But if you want to make money, you got to get serious about this thing. Right. You got to roll your sleeves up. You got to say, I'm going to do this thing. I am. And right. when you do that, you start looking for the tools that you need. And Mike has shared a tremendous amount of tools with you today. Start looking for the tools you need in order to accomplish your goal and be patient because three years, you've learned a lot about the process. Mm -hmm. You've achieved a lot, but it didn't happen on day one. Right, that's true. Very true. Yeah, it takes time and you got to make mistakes and you just got to, you know, be patient and understand that's part of the game. And you're going to get knocked down. Sometimes you're going to get a one star review that's unfair. The person obviously didn't read your book and it's going to sting. It's going to hurt a little bit. But uh, what I've come to realize over time, luckily, I don't have many one star, two star reviews, but it happens. And what I've come to learn is, you know, you can't want it can't be a professional boxer unless you're going to get punched in the face every once in a while. Right. That's so if someone gets their first one-star review, I say, congratulations, you're an author now. You know, that's that's part of the game. And so it happens. You just have to take it on the chin and move forward and don't worry about that one person because as long as you satisfy, you know, 99% of the rest, you're going to be fine. So, uh, so yeah, I have learned a lot. I've made some mistakes, a lot of mistakes, actually. And I try to learn from that and gain from that and do better in the future. And that's all, I, that's all anyone can do, really. So I want to say, Mike, thank you so much for this adventure. We always have fun together. Yes, we do. Absolutely. <laughs> Every time. I had the opportunity of uh, being the first person to interview Mike in a radio station studio. Yep. That was tremendous for that me and for him. And then oh. also I had the, the, the privilege of uh, doing my first, your fa first Facebook Live. Yes. And I, yes. Sold a bunch of books. I sold a bunch of books right after that. So uh, that's an excellent point because I like to measure my results every day. Yeah. And, and so I go to my KDP uh, dashboard and all the other ones, wherever my books are sold. And I measure them every day. I'm OCD like that. But uh, right after I did that Facebook Live with you, like they tripled my sales for the next couple of days. It was amazing. So I thought, oh, uh, there's something to this, man. It, yes. you know, Sharon, Sharon has a big reach, you know. i got to hang out with this Sharon lady. She, she knows what she's doing. <laughs> well, we've had fun, and we're going to still have fun, Mike. And I want to thank you. And can you tell the people how they can reach out to you 
Sure. So my author website is my name, Mike Coas, spelled K-O-W-I-S. It's MikeCoas.com. If you go there, there's a contact me uh, uh, tab. You can click on that and, and you can reach me there. Or you can just directly send me an email and it's Mike.Coas.ESQ at gmail.com. And so either one of those is a great way to reach me. And I'm always happy to re you know, make a connection with a new person. So if you have any questions about self-publishing or how to sell your book, or anything else, college teaching, off-road racing, you name it. Uh, you know, I'm love to talk to anybody about anything. So. <laughs> well, thanks again, Mike. We appreciate you and uh, we celebrate you uh, as an author and keep up the good work. Thank you, Sharon. I appreciate it. This was fun. This was a lot of fun. <laughs> and thank you for your patience. Last time we did this, well, what can I say? Technology, <laughs> technology, technology. Right. <laughs> well, have a good day, Mike, and you all have a good day. And we just want to say uh, stay tuned next week. We're going to have something special for you uh, again. You know, weekly, we're going to be bringing uh, thought and uh, influential thought experts and influential or influencers to the table to talk to you about your book and how you can make more money, more money, more money. So the master communicator is signing off. And I just want to say, go out there and write and make some money. <laughs> Bye, Mike. Bye. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks for joining our host, Sharon C. Jenkins, on Luminance Today. Tune in next week for a dynamic interview with another iconic expert. Remember that servant leadership is more than an idea. It's a chosen lifestyle.